I think it's very healthy to focus on what your fear is trying to tell you or what that emotion because our fears and our emotions are messengers and they're usually the thing that will help us like catapult us to the next level and instead of getting upset with it get excited because you're about to break through welcome to leaders labyrinth i am your host michael grant we take you on a journey with resilient individuals who share how they have achieved the extraordinary. This show is designed to empower you to take the lead in your life's quest through the wisdom of our leaders, inflicting truth, possibility, and fueling your hearts with passion of what sets your souls on fire to becoming your best version of self. Jack Canfield, the best-selling author of Chicken Soup for the Soul once said, decide what you want, believe you can have it, believe that you deserve it, and believe it's possible. For you. Today's leader in our labyrinth is the CEO of the Confident Boss Academy, where she trains female business owners on how to create six-figure incomes. She's a certified professional business coach. She has generated a seven-figure income at age 25. She has been awarded the Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2021 and has just released her new international best-selling book, co-creating abundance, attracting wealth with ease. It is my great honor to introduce to you, Jasmine Monkey. We are here in the labyrinth with Jasmine. She is in the city of angels with us, joining us from Dubai. Jasmine, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Michael. It's a pleasure to have you here. Absolutely. Um, so you're here visiting from Dubai. What are some of the highlights from your trip so far in your short time here in Los Angeles? Well, definitely the manifestation of meeting you through our mutual friend, um, Dr. Farzam and also Alina was just proof that, you know, what you seek is also seeking you because I was really, truly enjoying to see the city and you were so kind to show me around. So it truly goes, as the saying goes, to just, you know, be open and meet new people. Then I've met some other incredible friends as well. So you were just so kind to show me around. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our friend Alina uh, from Dubai uh, mentioned that you were here and she's like, it'd be a good idea for you guys to connect. And so when we first had our first call, the call kept dropping and <laughs> and I was getting like every other word from you. And it was like the first time we ever talked. And um, it was just such a choppy conversation. And I think the call dropped probably six or seven times. But anyway, um, we eventually um, had a conversation and you mentioned that you were with uh, Gene Simmons, like having lunch in Beverly Hills. And I was just like, wow, like this 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 girl is really like, you know, here to do business and she's really networking on a, on another level so um yeah i was yeah. very fortunate enough to get to have dinner with gene simmons as well and meeting people like john travolta at the legends of aviation award which is originally why i actually came to los angeles and um yeah i just decided to stay so that's that yeah absolutely i mean i, I just want to kick off this conversation by just saying congratulations on all your achievements you're known as a worldwide seven-figure success mentor, an entrepreneurial female business coach, an international speaker, and was awarded Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2021. You have your first book coming out February 22nd in 2022 called 
co-creating abundance. And I, I hope by the end of this conversation, I know how to make a billion dollars. So, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, so the recognition I think you have is a byproduct of the work that you do by enabling and empowering female entrepreneurs to do what they love to do. And my question to you is, why is the work that you do so important to you? Because I didn't believe that you can actually do what you love in this world um, and also be successful. I truly always believed that we were dependent on a man or a corporate job in order to be financially successful. And I also believe that you have to burn yourself to the ground and truly burn out in order to succeed. I didn't actually believe that things were just able to be easy or fun or you get to do something that is joyous in your life because growing up I was very much bullied at school and um, the children used to call me fat they used to call me ugly and they just really like caused me to have a lot of self-worth issues which um, then you know caused me to be in a really abusive relationship and I talk a lot about that in my book as well um, co-creating abundance attracting wealth with ease because I never actually show, shared so vulnerably about that relationship as I did there because I know that so many women they don't actually share what's actually going on they always put on this facade of like yeah everything is fine it's doing great like when people ask you how are you doing sometimes we feel like well we're just gonna say great because you don't want to bother anyone with all the things that are really going on so I do really want to showcase that being vulnerable is actually a superpower and you know last night I couldn't sleep until 3 a.m it was a full moon and there's just so many things that my mind was kind of going through and I love sharing that with my audience because they they really feel so empowered to be able to be themselves show up as a supportive you know leader and, and just show up as being themselves while equally being an entrepreneur that is successful because you get to be all you get to be human you get to have fun you get to have super incredible times but you know just navigating through all the struggles and using them as waves rather than trying to stop the ocean to a standstill is what's truly going to make your success worthwhile how do you navigate meeting new people like so you're here in LA um, you have a, an amazing track record of networking, um, making pretty significant connections in the business in uh, entertainment world. And um, like, what is kind of your approach when you meet someone that you don't know, but you want to create a conversation or like maybe some tips that can help people with their networking uh, skill set? So what's really awesome is I just believe that when we wake up, we're just all naked right like we all shower <laughs> and that's what my mom used to always say like everybody everybody wakes up and they're naked going to shower and that's it you know and it's like it's such a silly thing but we are all the same there is no separation I truly believe in contrast and the more differences that we have as human beings it's just together we are more and there's always beautiful differences that you can converse on and you know you don't have to be liked by everyone I'm not here to be liked by everyone I'm here to be loved and appreciate for who I truly am as a woman and that's it you know it's just like allowing yourself to to just roll with that and being yourself and not trying to be liked or being accepted is going to do you really good because then people will just appreciate you and accept you for who you really are instead of you know you trying to prove something or to someone or anything like that 
So I feel the first step would truly just be like, be proud of who you are. And that's something that you could maybe practice before going out in the world or even when you are going out in the world. Like I usually always tell myself when I used to be so insecure, I'm like, no, you got this Jasmine. It's going to be amazing. You're going to meet the right people. It's going to be divine unfolding. What you seek is seeking you, like the same opportunities, the same fun times, the same amazing people worldwide are open. And yeah, so that's what I would really recommend it's just seeing that not trying to be like just be yourself very powerful very powerful I, I really love everything you just said thank you for that you currently have an affirmation card deck in stores i haven't had the chance to actually look through it myself but i saw the cover and it looks so incredible um what exactly is the affirmation card deck and and how does it help people Thank you so much for asking. Um, it's quite fun because as a time of this recording, um, I've not yet announced it on social media, but by the time this comes out, it's going to be everywhere because it's already stocked in the Beverly Hills boutique. It's uh, as of today also stocked in the West Hollywood bookstop. Where, where can people get it? Um, well, Beverly probably Hills? through my Instagram or, or jasminemanke.com slash cards. And this affirmation deck was inspired um by my own mom actually she used to always pull these like angel cards as well since I was a child and she would actually always pull the card I would always call, pull the card Archangel Michael so that was like my favorite like guardian angel to actually pull so it's quite funny that um, I met you Michael because I know that we have so many things in common which I'm sure we'll talk about especially in our families as well and um, in our f family history and things and um, the affirmation cards are here to really empower and create more joy and abundance for all areas of um, just anyone's life, really, because every single day you can just shuffle the deck, set an intention and kind of place them outside in front of you and just kind of hover over them with your hand and just feel which one feels really exciting. And I, this might be something for some people. Some people might be like, I don't know what the hell this is or yeah, this is, might not be for me. But it's so beautiful because it's always the exact message that you need to hear and it's going to divinely guide you to really clear your path and move forward in, in such um, divine guidance. And there's also a little affirmation as well because I truly do believe in affirmations. I use affirmations like all day, every day and I truly always speak into truth what I desire to attract and achieve because, you know... What, what, is, what is something that you wanted to, that you manifested through affirmations in your life? I was actually, yeah, I was actually going to say because I was so shy before, just exactly that example of like, no, people are going to love you for who you are. That's like the first thing that I needed to heal because I had so much social anxiety. Oh, really? I would have never guessed. <laughs> no, really. I did. You do not come off that way. You come off as somebody who's very uh, in the moment. Um, your energy, you know, it, it's very much in alignment with the what, what you speak your truth, um, the way you make people feel when they're around you, it, it's all in harmony, right? And it's Thank all you. welcoming and, and, and it, yeah, it's friendly, it's warm. And um, I know that that type of mindset, the type of frequency, it takes work. And that's that's yeah. definitely one of the things I, I affirmed into and spoke into existence. And then definitely my business as well, of being able to achieve that at such a young age. Um, I would have never, ever thought that I would have been able to hit seven figures at age 25. That was just for me, like, I was just trying to make like 50 bucks an hour as a life coach. That was my goal. <laughs> and here I am. So. Okay. Yeah. Let's unpack that a little bit. So you hit seven figures at 25 years old. Not a lot of 25 year olds can say that. 
what was that journey like for you? When did you set that intention for yourself? Honestly, um, I read a couple of books and I realized how much bigger my message truly was than just, you know, doing a couple of hours here and there. And I always believe that, you know, our negative correlation to money is actually very disempowering for everyone because it's not our fault that money was used as a, you know, energetic resource to exchange certain services or anything like that. So what I decided is I really want to help women live their best life like I really that was like the vague thing that I wanted which is not really a niche because it, it doesn't it's not specific there's no tangible outcome people are not really going to invest into that really so I um, actually as you were opening my, my book earlier I shared the story on how I um, you know signed on my first client and it was always like the next step that I had just mastered I would then teach so my first course was overcome fear and gain confidence right that was my thing then it was more about like setting up your business and then it was more and more attracting clients and then I started to niche more into attracting soulmate clients and have magnetic messaging because as I was building um, that business I call it the the fast and furious uh, seven figures and now actually turning into an ease and flow millionaire because I don't really care about making money I care about having a beautiful life that I get to share with my family loved ones and have time as well and also be able to really truly have an impact on so many people worldwide that also want to have this kind of lifestyle because when I was a child I um, had to witness my dad passing on my um, 10th birthday because he overworked himself so that was the pattern that I had I was working in a hedge fund I worked myself like so hard literally waking up at 7 a.m. until like 11 p.m. sometimes I spent in the office and it was like I didn't even have a, a window you know I was like working for this job and for this firm and it was it was just out of alignment so I was like this can't be it this can't be everything to life I've worked way too hard to get here so yeah 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 absolutely I think there's a lot of people that can relate to that kind of I guess soul crushing uh corporate grind and um you know it sometimes seems like there's not a way um, out of it because it's a pain for the lifestyle, the expenses, um, you know, then it's considering giving all that up for something that's unknown. Um, what was that turning point for you when you realized this is not who you want to be? This is not the life you want to live. And how did you, how did you have the courage to face that? So, um, at some point I was literally lying in bed. I stared at the ceiling and I was like paralyzed with like, emotions I almost didn't feel anything I was just staring at the ceiling <sighs> I got so frustrated because on paper I was ch like checking all the boxes I was in a relationship I was living in a penthouse next to Harrods I had this corporate job working for this like you know finance job and it was great like friends and all the things where where but, in the world were, were you at this time oh um in Knightsbridge London next to Harrods mm. so it's like one of the really lovely areas um it's kind of like um in you know, like Beverly Hills kind of next to I don't know uh, one of the shopping malls I, don't, I can't think of any like names Rodeo yeah Rodeo uh -huh. exactly like that sure. so it's like very like nice to live there but I was so unhappy and truth be told, I was in a very abusive relationship. I really was. And I was scared. And I always felt like I wasn't enough. And um, I mean, it was very manipulative. And, you know, obviously, there's always two people. And I'm so grateful for him. And I even I even acknowledged him in my book. And I really shared how grateful I, I was 
for all that experience because it's made me who I am today. So all the things that I've been through, they've been a beautiful blessing and opportunity to grow. But at that stage, I was like, I'm just done with this. Like, I don't want to live this kind of life. I was only 21 years old then, you know, I was in this like life as if I was, I don't know, double my age in a married relationship where you don't actually love each other and you're just kind of living together so I can really relate to that and I know that many people are struggling with that and that don't have the courage to end that kind of thing which is very painful for me to to see because I know what it feels like to just feel powerless of your situation yeah and then I called my mom <laughs> I was like mom <laughs> I need to stop this situation it's time for me to to make a change within 24 hours I quit my job I left the country, left him behind, packed all my stuff, gave up my apartment, everything. You just pulled the trigger and you made a conscious decision backed by action to make a change. And that was to change everything, it sounds like. Yeah, and it was my third attempt to actually leave. So it was quite tough. Right, right. Um, what happened after that point? Where did you go? What did you do? So I went I went back home to my mom because I actually moved out when I was 14 uh, to go to boarding school. So I love Harry Potter. So <laughs> I wanted to go to, to London and um, um, I was that was my dream. My mom was so sad, but I, I left already when I was 14. So I was always very independent because mm. um, I really needed my own space and just grow. And because I was bullied at school, I didn't really feel so comfortable to go back to that school and then I had to go back to Berlin which I'm, a, I'm from Berlin I was born in Berlin and um, I went through some like very dark times at that time I was really lost like I didn't even know what I wanted I was simultaneously also doing my um, coaching certification so prior to that I have my bachelor in international business French and Spanish then I did a double degree while working on side for real estate then I did my master's for psychology mental health and neuroscience and then uh, as I was working, I was already kind of working on a coaching degree um, and a certification because my mom actually had been a coach 20 years ago. So it was always kind of there. Um, but I never really understood the, the opportunity. Like who would have known that this like, I mean, coaching is such a huge industry now that was completely unheard of. There was like Tony Robbins and that's it. So you were focused on a lot of different avenues in your academics. Uh, cause you just listed off like five different degrees and <laughs> or 10, <laughs> but, um, what was your, what was the path you were trying to create with the, the, your studies? Like, what did you want? Did you know what you wanted or you just interested in all these things? You just wanted to learn more about them just because, or what was kind of like your, your path there? So when I was five years old, we used to have these books at school and it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I always wrote like real estate investor. <laughs> I was like five because that's what my parents were doing. So I thought like, oh, yeah, this, this is like the way to go. And actually, I was going to study art and design. My mom even told me like, yeah, do that. So I love painting. And I was thinking, OK, I'm going to get really, really, really rich with real estate. And then I can just sit at home all day and paint. And that was like my life goal. <laughs> Sounds like an awesome life. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I realized I'm like, hmm, maybe this is not for me. And then I just realized 
how much I love helping people. It's mm. just, I have this in my human design as well. Like I'm a problem solver. I just like, I have a solution for everything. Like I don't even believe that problems exist. Like they're just, just things like the problem is the solution. So I like, don't even like go there. My mind is already like, okay, cool. This happened now. What's the solution? Like it, it completely skips that. So that's why you kept trying to set up my podcast equipment with me. And I kept saying, <laughs> I got it. And you kept trying to plug things in and they didn't go in there, but you were trying to help and solve problems. It was, I, I get it now. I see the, the nature of your, of your being. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, just, just kidding around, but yeah, but it's true. Yeah. It's, it, but it shows up everywhere. Doesn't it? It's like, it's who I am. Uh -huh. And I just, yeah. I'm just fortunate enough that I'm literally getting paid for doing what I love. And I, I did, I mean, I'm sure many of us are currently helping people. It's not me. I'm not like wonder woman or anything like everybody loves to help people when they really think about it but it's just having the confidence of trusting that you can really actually make a huge difference in someone's life is what actually keeps many people stuck from making a profession out of it and creating something that is such like such an alignment with their purpose and their passion and then also being able to monetize it which is where I now come in and this is how it really was built so as I was going through you know uh, my certification and um learning how to build my own business. I did a lot of research. I tried to set it all up, but it was, um, it was nothing really like professionally set up at that stage, but I just tried my best. And then because I was so passionate about it, I continuously attracted more and more people who really wanted to work with me. And then, yeah. And then I, I just narrowed down. And then that's when the idea for the Confident Boss Academy started because I hired a lot of coaches and I, I didn't really feel like I felt like a number in the system. I didn't really like the way I was being treated. And I was like, okay, well, what would I do? Like my motto is always, if it doesn't exist, create it. So I created the Confident Boss Academy, which is specifically for, you know, female entrepreneurs to create um, 10K months and really build their business in a profitable and aligned way to create more impact as well through organic marketing strategies. That's awesome. And it literally answered um, in full effect. The, the first question I asked you was, why do you like to do what you do? And that was such an amazing answer. So thank you. Incredible. Um, thank you. For your coaching certification, um, was this something through the Tony Robbins program? Or if someone wants to dip their toe into that world, where do they start? So this is actually a question that I got this morning on my Instagram as well. And um, you don't have to have a coaching certification because... Honestly, um, if if I would have gone back, if you could see the pattern that I was trying to like show my worth through all the credential, like I was straight A student, I, I jumped up two grades, like I was that kind of student because I thought that through the academics, I would win my family's love. Like that was my way of like proving myself. That's why I worked so hard to be the best and sure. showcase. And I don't necessarily believe that you need a coaching certification because if you're really passionate about something and you have um, experience in it, it's just worth so much more nowadays. I also don't even believe that you need to get a degree because if I'm really honest, I am not using that much. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, universities. <laughs> I'm not using that much. I'm, I'm literally teaching the way I have created my business from scratch as a human being in this world. And these are the strategies, the humanness that I have 
navigated through and the strategies and the NLP and things like that. So I would recommend if you want to learn more about it, I would get like an NLP, um, neurolinguistic programming or anything like that. I mean, I did do 16 Tony Robbins events in 12 months with my mother as platinum partners. So that was insane. That's it. That's all you did is 16. Yeah, I know. It was, they only had 16. <laughs> That's, so. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I don't have a degree, um, but I'm fortunate enough to be in a career where I get to work with people who are academically literate, financially literate um, on the technology and finance side. I get to do real estate and I get to do um, this podcast and other things I'm passionate about. And there's really the only limit I have learned is, is what's going on internally and the relationship I have with myself and what I tell myself I can and can't do. Um, granted, there are specific um, skill sets you need with, with certain types of degrees like medicine, um, law, and what have you. But to be successful, it's not always a prerequisite for success. And obviously, I think that mindset of shift is shifting now, especially when people like Elon Musk come out and they say that they, you don't need a degree to work at, at Tesla. And what's really cool is I even quoted 50 Cent in my book and he said, oh, yeah? um, yes, he said, um, I didn't go to Harvard, but the per people who work for me did. Exactly. So I'm just going to leave that the, there. there. There's the paradigm shift, right? Um, mind over matter. Absolutely. So you touched on a few things growing up and I want to learn a little bit more about that. So if we can put a pin on where you are now and just kind of trace back to your childhood you mentioned that you were bullied you mentioned that you did go through some um, traumatic times and I think a lot of people experience stuff like that and they don't know how to heal from it or they don't have the right guidance to learn how to love themselves and they turn to drugs or erratic behavior or they just don't know how to create a, a routine to uh, feel fulfilled um, how do you navigate that part of your life and how do you heal from that I think the most important thing is um, admitting to yourself that you're not okay or that right. it's not fine because we accept a lot more than what we actually want to accept in life. And settling for just simply mediocre wasn't an option for me anymore. I just decided I'm like, I just don't don't desire it. So if you're listening to this right now and there's an area in your life where you're like, I don't like this at all and you feel unhappy about it like my mom had no idea um, or my family had no idea what was actually going on because I didn't want to destroy the the perfect picture of that that she had about me and my relationship and my career and etc so it's just like releasing any kind of shame or judgment and honesty like the first step is simply being honest with yourself and you don't have to tell anyone but first you have to tell yourself and be honest with yourself and maybe you can use this as an opportunity right now to kind of go inwards and go into your heart and just be like, okay, well, let's be really honest. What am I currently still tolerating? And I ask myself this even now with my business. And uh, at some point I had 12 employees full time. And it was just, I was like, what am I still tolerating every single month? And then I would either delegate, delete or change or shift around to make sure that my business feels in alignment. And at some stage I, um, I actually shifted my business completely last year and I let everybody go. And it wasn't easy but it was necessary. So doing what's necessary and what's right over what is easy is the first start. And the first step is always being honest with yourself 
And just if you need some time to really think about it and feel into it, that's okay, right? You don't have to rush it. Like I said, you know, I tried to leave three times. I really, really did my best that what I could. But if I wasn't clear, it's like, you know, the girlfriend that always says, oh, I'm going to break up with him. And then the next day they're back together. It's because they're not ready yet. And that's okay. So give yourself that space, release the judgment and, you know, don't have any expectation about healing faster. Beautiful. Very powerful. Thank you for that. Who has been a big or the biggest influence in your life? <laughs> well, I already spoke about my mom like six uh -huh. times. That's I sweet. love her so much. I'm just so yeah. grateful um, to her. And I mean, if I'm really honest, I didn't really have, I mean, I always knew a lot of people, but I didn't really have that many friends that stayed with me long term. I have the best friends in the world right now. I have the most incredible soul sisters, business besties and mastermind friends and people. And I'm just so grateful for the relationships that I have now in my life. It's it's so grateful. Literally last night and um, I've actually just... Um, I've just been in a, a really beautiful relationship myself and we're still really, really good friends. And he actually really helped me create the affirmation deck and he's still really helping me and he's become such a beautiful part of my life. And it just shows how much you can heal from those past beforehand, from going from like not good friends, completely toxic relationship to now having beautiful relationships and friendships and loving interactors with people around you so I also you know had multiple mentors so Tony Robbins uh, definitely was a big part um, and then also um, I mean there's so many different there's so many different mentors that I've worked with and then also my mentor Melanie who is amazing so she's been great yeah so many amazing people so you mentioned mentors so would you say that that is a key component of people who want to create a life of wealth, abundance, uh, success in what they love to do? Like, what are three things that everybody should do to start on that path? Okay, so have you ever played Sims, Michael? I know the game, but I've never played it. So it's basically like a cheat code and you put mother load and it like loads like so much money in <laughs> and then you can build the house of your dreams. So getting a mentor is like a cheat code because you basically get to speed up the entire process of literally fast tracking your way. It's like going to like Disneyland and you have the ticket to just like skip all the lines. That's basically the vibe of it. And I definitely recommend that you hire a mentor and you hire somebody that has already achieved what you want because you'll just be able to get there much faster because I see so many people spending thousands on advertisements, a website, um, SEO, um, you know, so much stuff that they really don't need. And they're spending all this money when they could have just hired a, a mentor for that amount or even less. Save them time, save them money, save them like heartaches, tears and, you know, headaches and so many things that they really don't need. I didn't even have a website uh, until... Two months ago the reason why i got a website is because i was like oh i'm gonna be on forbes 30 under 30 maybe it'd be good <laughs> to have somewhere for my you know clients to go or potential clients or people to kind of go to i would always run it over social media so my instagram is quite big um that's the next build thing i would say so number one is getting a mentor do, do most mentors charge or are mentors you know uh, usually 
people that just want to be of service and help people that want to learn? I think it really depends what type of mentor. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's it both is great. If you have a mentor that doesn't charge anything, then that's great. If that works for them, sure. If they are, you know, a coach or a professional, um, I do really believe in paying people because you're just going to show up differently. I actually had clients tell me to raise my rates because they're like, I was just not invested enough. That's when I raised my rates. And I think it's very healthy because if you want to, it really depends as well. Like if you want to build a business around it and you want to have people invest in you, I think it's very important to invest in yourself too. With that being said, I do so many free masterclasses. I have a free version of my app, like on my Instagram, I always post so much value. And I always say as well to my clients, your marketing, and that was actually going to be my second part, is like building a community and, you know, an audience is so important. And you do that by offering free value. So I know that without realizing I'm impacting thousands of lives without even them ever taking my course because I show up. I mean, even you listening to this right now, I truly hope that you're getting value from this. And this is 100% free. Absolutely. Would you say that in order to attract clients, you have to give something for free? Um, it's kind of like standing outside a shop and you have really, really like delicious cookies, right? And you can smell the cookies and you want to you wanna try the cookies. And if you eat a little bit of the cookie, I'm sure you want the rest of it, right? Yeah, I mean, chocolate chip. I mean, come on, <laughs> raisin. Yes. It doesn't take much. So I feel like it helps. Yeah. And it's like, I do believe in in showing up and, and giving and, and sharing because otherwise they don't really know what they're buying, right? Absolutely. Um, so if someone is looking for mentor, um, where where do they go? I mean, how do they find mentors? Is it usually like a like a business model that people would, you know, Google like mentors in my area or is it best to kind of do it more through word of, word of mouth and people within your network? I mean, um, it depends what you want to have a mentor in, like which area of your life. Um, so if it's like relationship stuff or health stuff or business stuff, I personally follow a lot of people on Instagram and um, when I when I was starting out and there I really just felt into people's energies. So I feel like through social media or events or, um, I mean, if I, if I think back, I literally had had clients that I met at breakfast at a hotel. I was swimming in the ocean, a stewardess on a plane. Like, people will just find you. I believe that I, I said this quote already, like, what you seek is seeking you. So if your mentor is available and open and has space for you, which they probably will, and you're seeking this type of person in your life, it's going to become inevitable. Like, I believe that people are destined to meet for a, a certain blessing or lesson in, in their life. So I wouldn't necessarily think about like one specific thing. I would think more about like, what do you desire to achieve and who and what type of person do you desire to learn from? And then really trusting your gut intuition. If you're just like, mm, this person just like, I like this human and I like all of this human. I like their because it's, it's one thing, like I said, of being successful and making money. But if they have a terrible relationship with themselves, they're ego driven and, you know, their profit margins aren't that great and the whole business model is stressful and it's not good for your nervous system and they're not, they're not a loving person with their family, then maybe that's not the right person for you. So I would truly look at also the success stories and track records that they have had and also the entire um, just the entire life around the, that person, too. So, yeah, because success is not just for defined by financial income. Exactly. Right. Um, 
I've always looked at mentorship as finding someone who possesses what I want, um, materially, spiritually, emotionally, romantically, uh, financially, um, everything, all the, all the boxes and then evaluate that person's, you know, choices, their characteristics, um, character matters. Exactly. It does. Uh, it doesn't matter how much money you make or don't make, um, you know, how you treat yourself, how you treat people is who you are and Mm -hmm. how you, you know, navigate the world and how you look at the world and how you interact with it. Um, I agree 100%. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I think it's a lifelong journey. It's like, you're always kind of growing into yourself, right? It's like, you're never complete. (laughs) No, you're never going to get it done. Absolutely. So let's talk about leadership. Um, how would you define leadership and like what is your position when you take on a leadership role in order to lead other people you have to be willing to lead yourself and take full responsibility so i think that's the first thing you you would say in german uh, you have to touch your own nose first in german it's a saying muss ich selbst an die nase fassen so it's like you like touch your own nose first before you tell other people what to do that's cool. um so <laughs> Yeah, maybe you'll remember that with the nose analogy. Uh, my grandmother speaks fluent German, so I'll, I'll try to remember that. Thank <laughs> you. Um, in earning people's trust in life and in business, uh, whether it's personal or transactional or whatever the case is, how do you how do you become how do you navigate that relationship? How do you create that trust with somebody? Um, I think something that's very important for me is just if you are just a genuine good human, there's not really much you have to do. You just be yourself, right? If you have the right intention in your heart, I don't think, I mean, I'm the type of person I will try to really do my best to have trust. And I I do usually trust, like just genuinely just trust people until they prove me wrong. And I feel like if you embrace life with that way, I know my heart was broken so many times, but I'm always going to be that loving human being. I'm never going to close my heart because it's just too beautiful to, to love. And closing your heart is just not an option because you miss out on so much. And I feel like when you just trust and, and allow, it's like and you're being an honest person, you you will be treated more honestly as well. Yeah, I really like your message about honesty because I feel like that's been an overarching theme in our in our conversation. And how crucial honesty is with yourself and with other people and how it helps kind of progress whatever it is that you're looking for in your life um, and other people. Um, But it's not always easy, is it? It's not always easy to be honest with other people about things that need that need to be communicated. Right. And when when you feel like it's not easy, I think a really good question, um, you know, I would I would recommend asking oneself is why is it not easy? Like. Mm Am I looking to not hurt somebody? Am I like, what's the underlying fear? Because it's, it is pretty simple to be honest, right? You can be honest, but what are the consequences of being honest? I feel like maybe that's the thing that so many people fear. And I definitely was very afraid of that. I would try to not say anything at all to avoid that rejection or fear of judgment or whatever, um, or a loss of love. Cause I mean, the two biggest human fears are, you know, loss of love or fearing not being enough. So you're touching on something really interesting, which is fear and how it dominates sometimes 
what needs to be done. Uh, the fear of hurting someone's feelings or the fear of looking stupid in a business meeting and not saying what you want to say. Um, and, uh, you know, how do you balance that? How do you balance navigating fear with the intention of being loving? I think it's very healthy to focus on what your fear is trying to tell you mm. or what that emotion, because our fears and our emotions are messengers and they're usually the thing that will help us like catapult us to the next level. And instead of getting upset with it, get excited because you're about to break through. Love it. You were talking earlier about how there are no problems, how you have a, a mindset that's to you know create solutions and creating those solutions has been something that has impacted people positively uh has helped enable them to achieve what they want to do their dreams has um you know given you an ability to kind of monetize it and create uh, a business by solving problems for other women um quincy jones has a great quote and he says there are no problems there are only puzzles and he, he looks at things as like, you know, where's the puzzle piece that needs to fit here? So every problem is solvable. Um, but I wanted to ask you about your principles. Like what are some of the principles or guidelines that you, that you live by that help you in business, that help you in life, relationships, and everything in between? So um, one of the biggest things that I also I learned from Tony Robbins that nothing is happening to me. Everything is happening for me. And that has been one of the biggest things like every single thing, everything is like happening for me, even when it was really, really tough. And um, even though we had to go through tough, you know, tough situations in life, it's like there was a reason for it. And um, we can either become a volunteer victim or we can decide to actually use that as something to help more people who might be also struggling through similar things. So always looking on the bright side of life rather than just being stuck there because like if either you're going to do something about it or you can't like you can't change it. Like either you focus on like, OK, now what? What like what are you going to do next? Like situation, it is what it is. Now what? There's no point in getting upset about it because it's not going to solve the problem. It's just going to add more energy to it. And I know this sounds easier said than done. But literally, like when I feel angry or just feel uneasy about something, I will allow myself to feel uneasy about it. And I'm not making it mean anything. I'm allowing those feelings to arise. I'm questioning them. I'm using them as guides and as messengers to really, truly bring me closer to what I want. And that's why I have named my book Attracting Wealth with Ease, Co-Creating Abundance. It's also giving it away to, you know, higher power, the universe, God, whatever you believe in and surrendering in that place as well. So I'm very spiritual. My family is um, Romanian Orthodox. I'm half German, half Romanian. So my family is quite religious and quite spiritual. And I do truly believe in the universe. I believe in the law of attraction. And, um, you know, we are divinely being guided. So it's okay to lean on the universe a little bit. Well said. That's amazing. Let's talk about your book. I know it's not out yet, but can we give our audience a little preview what to expect? Probably by the time <laughs> that you're listening to this, guys. It'll, it'll time to get your coffee, date. huh? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, Good point. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I... I still can't believe 
that I have written this book if I'm really honest because it's like it always felt like this really big deal and it's a huge thing congratulations and thank you it's so inspiring just so incredibly amazing and the cover is so beautiful it's great thank you so you know I wanted to create something that is really awesome. And I'm so fortunate that Jack Canfield uh, endorsed my book, who's the um, co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. I have John Karras as well, who is the CEO of Acorn Legacy as well, and Acoin as well. I have Louis um, Macambria as well, the CEO of Forbes Monaco, and Melanie Ann Layer, CEO and founder of Alpha Femme, endorsed my book. So I was like mind blown by all these amazing human beings being like, yeah, Jasmine, your book is actually really awesome. And my book as well, as I was going through this journey of writing it, it has been magic. Like I I can't even explain how this book was so alive and it was part of my like daily thing. And I'm really like my editor was as well like, you really like just re- reading it as I was editing it. Um, you've shifted my mind completely with your principles and your successful principles and things like that. And I, I didn't understand how big of a deal it really was. And um, I'm just very grateful that I took the time to really sit down and write it. And then my team also, they transcribed a lot of my videos as well. So, you know, that was for me, it was easier to speak the book and then have it transcribed and then go back and edit it. And you can do it your own way. So if you want to write a book as well, just go for it. Do it. How long did it take you to write your book? Probably seven months. That's it? (laughs) well I had a team helping me that's why I say you don't have to do things on your own and I'm a very impatient person so I like to get things done quite fast and um I I was like I just turned 27 I'm like I want to get this done I want to have this out there but equally enjoying and loving the journey so much but my na- like my nature is just like I like to do things like and when I'm in it I get obsessed I'm like I want I want to do it I'm ready I'm I'm all in so that's that's just always been me and this is another thing as well that would would have been the the third thing that I would have mentioned as point three to earlier's question um it would have been it would have been like embracing all the different characteristics that you know you might see, feel and think that are not actually desirable like me being quote unquote impatient, great. I'm always going to get things done. Like there is no, like, I don't like delays. I don't like to procrastinate. I just do the thing. If I, if I don't want to do it, well, how can I work on my mindset around wanting to do it? And how can I flow into it? I don't believe in pushing for it, but I believe in clearing the path and actually getting there because I love it and it's exciting. So, yeah. I really like and respect what you just said because I get very anxious too. Um, when certain tasks are taking too long or like I'm waiting on someone to get back to me or um, if there's just a situation that involves some kind of intention or outcome that I'm looking to achieve and it's just not coming into fruition quick enough. Um, but I know it can be quicker. I know it can be expedited. I, you know, I, I feel like it's a part of myself. I need to learn how to kind of master, but like not really um, you know, not calm down, but like navigate it differently. And what you're doing for me right now is you're talking about clearing a path, right? It's a positive thing. So not looking like, okay, like this is taking a long time. Like what is the deal playing a victim? Right. But rather like taking more of initiative and a proactive thought process around, okay, well, you know, what can I do to make it better or improve the situation? Exactly. And Mm -hmm. I love that you're sharing this uh, so vulnerably. It shows so much power. 
And um, I think what's really, really beautiful is to just think about, well, can I control this? Like, can I do this, do something about this mm-hmm. yeah. or not? And then if you can't, well, then it's out of your control. So I always like to say as well, if you're stressed, you're arguing with what is. And if you're sitting in traffic and you're stressed right now, you should be listening to this podcast because it will help de-stress you. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a perfect time to have a dance party. Absolutely. When you're driving. <laughs> We will be right back with 20 Degrees Deeper into the Labyrinth with Jasmine Monkey after a word from our sponsor. We would like to thank our sponsor, One Education, One World, a Section 501c3 certified nonprofit on a mission to bring quality education to children in the rural parts of the world that do not have access to schools. OEOW gives these children quality education by providing them with an educational space, curriculum, supplies, qualified teachers, and leadership in underserved communities. The focus is to inspire hearts and minds of all children while fostering their social, psychological, and spiritual well-being. If you'd like to learn more on how to support OEOW and bring quality education to underprivileged children, please visit www.oneeducationoneworld.org forward slash donations. Help us make a positive change in our world and our children's lives. Education is the right of every child, even a child far away, living in dire conditions in far to reach places. We would like to thank our sponsor, Imagine Collective, your premier experience agency leading California's central and southern regions in event planning and management, digital and experiential marketing, brand partnerships, and more. Serving all coastal and inland communities from Monterey County down to San Diego County in the great Golden State. One of my favorite things about Imagine Collective is they donate a portion of their proceeds to a trusted charity of your choosing for each service they provide. Contact them today at 323-207-9572 and visit their website for more information at theimaginecollective.com. Mention Leaders Labyrinth and enjoy 20% off your first service. Imagine Collective. Let's collectively imagine how to make our world a better place through the everyday work we do together. We would like to thank our sponsor, Malibu Audubon, a car collective known for its unique events in Southern California. Hosting epic and beautiful scenic group drives in Malibu and producing concerts in LA. But there's a lot more to it than just these events. Beyond its popular line of apparel, Malibu Audubon is well known as a curator for some of today's biggest music videos, TV shows, and other productions sourcing and handling rare special vehicles for all types of projects. You can learn more and join Malibu Audubon at MalibuAudubon.com or simply visit at Malibu Audubon on Instagram. We are going 20 degrees deeper into the labyrinth with Jasmine with 20 design questions. I ask all of our guests 
to get to know them better on a mental, spiritual, and emotional level. Jasmine, first question. How do you start your day? Do you have any morning routines or non-negotiables? Absolutely. Every single day, I literally am grateful that I'm breathing and I focus on walking to the bathroom, washing my face and really expressing some self-love and being proud of myself because I feel like this is a part that many of us miss out on. Then I always meditate um, at least 10 minutes, even if I'm on a ca- in a cab on the way to the airport. Non-negotiable meditation has to happen. Then I also set some intentions on how I desire for the day to go. What is your favorite quality about yourself? Um, I think I genuinely care about people. Like I, I literally want the best for every single human being and animal and everything. I just like have pure love for everybody. What is a characteristic you value in other people? Um, I really appreciate when people, um, I think also kindness and they treat other people with kindness. Like I feel like, yeah, that's something that's very important to me. Honesty, but we spoke about so much honesty (laughs) on the first episode. So, um, definitely if you haven't watched the first episode, definitely go check it out. Um, but Definitely kindness, honesty, so many things. I appreciate people so much. I love that answer. And um, what I've learned is that kindness is a signature of the strong. And it's a it, you become a practitioner of kindness because it comes in many forms. And what it does is it really tests, you know, for me, it tests my, my ability to exercise patience, um, honesty, and openness with people and vulnerability. And realizing that, you know, it, it really, you, you don't take things personally, right? Instead of going, taking the low road, you can take the high road, even if someone's wrong, you know, right? But just to have that moment of peace and acceptance and healing, mm-hmm. right? Because um, two wrongs don't make it right. So great answer. Thank you for that. If you could travel back in time to any era, what time period would you want to live in? Ooh, probably, oh, I don't know. That's just a really good question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Probably, um, you're not going to ask me why though, right? Can I just give you an answer and that's it? 1920s. It's, it's your Next interview. question. Okay, <laughs> now, now I need to know why. <laughs> Next question. (laughs) (laughs) What is a book that impacted your life or that you would recommend to others? This is going to be like the most simple answer. But when I was 16 years old, my mom handed me the book, The Secret. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like, what even is this? And now literally, like I mentioned earlier, Jack Canfield is is one of the people, one of the people that has like written in my book, written uh, an endorsement. And I literally live by the principles, law of attraction. It's such a simple thing, but it just works. So if you've not read any other law of attraction book or anything like that, please read The Secret or watch the movie at least. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, we just recently lost Bob Proctor, uh, who was a big influence. Yeah, And uh, anything that came out of his mouth was just so amazing and and so real and so honest. And 
Uh, it doesn't matter where you are in life, who you are. I just anything that he says was just so uh, transformative. Yes, and what's really awesome is that he really, truly, until his last breath, you can really mm-hmm. tell that he lived his life with so much passion right. in his elements. So yeah, may he rest in peace. Absolutely. So if you could sit on a bench and have a deep conversation with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be and why? Um, I think it would be my dad because um, I lost him when I was so young. And um, I just... I have so many questions. I wish I could talk to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we've talked about this before because I lost my dad around the same age too. I was 11, you were 10. There's a lot of questions, right? Um, you know, my relationship with my dad was very loving. It was strong. Um, he loved me and my brother very much. Um, but yeah, it's just... Um, you know, growing up with that, you have to, for me, I had to learn how to, well, first of all, acceptance and how to transform that into strength, how to transform that into healing mm-hmm. um, and use that as a part of, you know, my journey in a positive way. It's always going to be a tragic moment, but it doesn't have to make you a victim in circumstances in life. Absolutely. What is one of the most important lessons you learned in a relationship? That you're definitely responsible for your own happiness and you should never expect someone else to make you happy. Like, you got to bring the energy. Love it. Love it. What is your definition of success? And what did it take for you to come to that definition? Um, Definitely health is the real wealth for me. And um, I definitely believe the happier you can be the more time you have as well like success is being like being in full alignment with loving what you do you're giving back to humanity you're doing something awesome um while being um proportionately rewarded for it and compensated for it as well so you're actually doing something that is fulfilling and it's amazing and it's it's enhancing the world making the world a better place What is a powerful piece of knowledge or advice someone gave you that shifted your perception on life? Um, I honestly, I'm going to quote Pitbull now. So uh, in one of Pitbull's songs, um, he literally said, reach for the stars and if you can't grab them, at least you're on top of the world. Think about it. And it was at a Tony Robbins uh, quote unquote concert. It was one of his events and he had Pitbull there and he sung the song and I was in the crowd of like 15,000 people. And all of a sudden, these lyrics like stood out to me and I was like, whoa. And what it meant for me was actually like it was in that moment I just could feel the energy and it was so powerful. It was like, even if you try and fail, at least you're better off than not trying at all. Because I used to have this massive fear of failure of like, oh, I'm going to try. Fear of disappointment, really, of really trying and giving your all and then not achieving it. That was so heartbreaking for me that I was paralyzed for a couple of months. It even It was even, see, like a full year in my business when, when building it right at the beginning. So I was like, oh my God, that changed my life forever. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, because it's like we're in our safe zones all the time and you get an idea, but it's like until that idea becomes an emotional investment and then a financial investment and then it materializes into uh, reality, mm-hmm. um, we're always in that safe zone, you know, and our brains are like designed to keep us alive Right. You've been skydiving. 
Yeah, in Dubai. Me too. Yeah. In Dubai. If you're going to go <laughs> skydiving, do it in Dubai. Yes. <laughs> but um, at that moment, I remember talking to myself in my head, because I have a fear of heights, that, you know, wow. it's going to be okay. Like, this is going to be okay. Like, everything's going to be fine. And you're kind of working through that inner dialogue as you're approaching the edge of the plane and looking down 13,000 feet mm. and because your survival skills are saying don't do this mm-hmm. you know your natural reaction is like no mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, going going back to your point it's like you get that survival skill mechanism kick in it's like no like, like like this is not okay like it's it's fear driven but you do it anyway you have the courage and look where you are now mm-hmm. so do you have a daily mantra or a philosophy that you repeat to yourself about life? It's it's quite simple, but it's just like if I ever encounter something that I've not done before, if I'm going to the next level, it's just literally like I've got this. Like I, it's it's happening. Like it's, it's happening. Eventually it's all going to work out. It's just... Yeah. And the one thing I really truly... I'm focusing a lot more energy on right now is truly loving the process of not trying to get to anywhere and not having that kind of fear of time of like oh my god like being rushed but slowing down to speed up beautiful why do you think we are here as a human species this is a deep question um i believe in i mean i do believe in very strong energetics and we are brought to this earth earth to to truly fulfill a greater meaning than we can even comprehend right now. Like we're supposed to change so much and we have our soul that is, you know, we all get a human that we have in our lifetime and we should be very grateful for the human that we have been given to uh, live in (laughs) as souls. And we are here to co-create magic. If reincarnation is real, what animal would you want to be in your next life? Probably, um... I always wanted to fly as a child like that was always my dream I used to have so many dreams of flying I actually googled it and it means you want to escape reality which is probably not the best definition but I think I'd, I'd really like to be um, a bird do you know what kind of bird you'd like to be um, well if there was a leopard bird I would be one of those yeah that sounds pretty cool <laughs> There's no specific bird that I'd want to be. I've not thought about these answers. These are such cool questions. I love them. Oh, thank you. There's such cool answers. <laughs> what is one quote that has resonated profoundly with you? Mm, knowledge is not power. Execution is. Because um, if librarians would have read all the books that they're there, but they're not taking, they know a lot, they know where to find the answers, but they're not taking actions on them. I'm just, I mean, nothing against librarians, but I'm just saying it as an analogy, it's like knowledge is not power, execution is. You can know a lot, but if you don't do anything about it, then what what good is that going to do? Absolutely. What is one of the most powerful investments you have made with no money? Definitely time um, into something where you're not sure whether it's going to work out or not. And it's probably emotional investments that you have to make without fear. Um, And in the end, it's always worth it because you also invest that time within yourself. So not being afraid of having your heart broken is probably a big thing for me as well. 
um, because you know if we really just feel like we we can love unconditionally whether the other person's gonna love us back or not that's probably one of the most significant investments we can ever make if there's one word that comes to your mind that sets your soul on fire what word is that um kind of like I'm focusing on like exponential like something like very expansive and like just like something to do with growth because for me it's like it's 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 all about growth growth equals happiness in all areas of our lives beautiful if you had a chance to meet younger Jasmine uh, as a child and share a piece of wisdom of what you now have learned to be true in life what wisdom would you give to your younger self to stop wasting your time about fearing what people are going to say about you. Like, it just really doesn't matter. They're going to talk anyways. And um, it's none of your business what they think about you. And the more you release that fear of judgment, you're just going to have so much more fun and just really enjoy yourself. Can you explain now that you've come this far in your life, what does the new labyrinth or chapter look like for you? never settling for anything less than what I truly want and um, my human design is a generator so it either has to be a hell yes or it's a hell no so literally focusing on the things of like "Mm, this is just not an alignment for me and being unapologetic about what I want and trusting that if I desire something that it's destined for me and just go all in to our audience and the people listening how can they get involved or provide support for your cause? Um, I mean, honestly, you can send me a message with the word Michael on Instagram if you want. I'd be happy to send over some free resources or anything that you need. Like, feel free to share what your takeaways. Um, feel free to, you know, post a story about it. Tag Michael's podcast. Um, tag me. I'd love to reshare you on my social medias. Give you a shout out and just connect. And, and I think that would be beautiful because then you're raising awareness to even more people because together we are stronger. We are just more. And we are able to spread the the positive vibes and messages and learning lessons with this world and as a result of that everybody gets to benefit because I know Michael you're involved in so many beautiful and incredible causes for this world and even just shifting people's mindset and you know connecting with you through your podcasts and through my socials as well I'm always happy to connect with people when you think of a great leader who is the first person that comes to your mind hmm I do have so many. <laughs> I get, do I have to choose one? I mean, I a great leader. There's there's so many different leaders in different ways, right? There's there's leaders in relationships, there's leaders in business, there's leaders in health. And I feel like as a leader in general, maybe I'm not going to say a name, but I'm just going to describe it's it's she who leads herself. And really focusing on living and being and embodying that example of yourself. And I believe that it shouldn't be one person. It shouldn't be one face. I don't know. Something in me was telling me not to say a name because it really doesn't matter. And sometimes we just focus on the way they look or what their situation is 
and we personify um, a leader. I believe we're all leaders and we all have to learn to lead ourselves and just become the most powerful leader. Even if you're just leading yourself, that is enough because others are going to be inspired by your success and also put them, I believe, in equal power but different. I don't believe in followers and leaders. I believe that we all are leaders if we were to lead ourselves and we can all stand shoulder by shoulder and make this world a better place. What does the term leader's labyrinth mean to you? You know, when I, you said that podcast, that was so cool, that podcast name, because it's almost like we are going through, I'm a very visual person, so like we are all kind of figuring out which way to go and eventually you get there, right? And it's this analogy of like, well, you know, we had to, we didn't know where we're going, but we kept going and eventually we got to the way, but we're never really done, which is true. You're never going to get it done. So it's just this analogy of like, we have no idea whether we're going left or right, but you better keep going because eventually you will get there. So this is the part of the show called Messages to Mankind. And it's a hypothetical question I ask every guest in the labyrinth. And the question is this. If the whole world had stopped only to listen to one message from you and you are reaching every single human being on the planet, no matter where they are in the world, they can all understand you. And you got to carry forward this one message to all of humanity to help make an impact. What would be your message to mankind? It would be that you truly, truly, truly are the creator of your own reality. And you have a choice in every moment, even if it's the worst moment ever. And I honestly pray that, you know, whatever you're going through right now, that you're going to be able to find the strengths within you because you have the strength within you to get out of the situation, whatever you're trapped in or, you know, any situation that you're in, you can change it. You have the power and you have the strength inside of yourself to change it. You have the control of it. Become a master of cause. Don't become a victim to effect of the circumstance and find that power within you to step out of it and start focusing on what you want rather than stop like focusing on how bad things are and what you don't want and stop affirming the past because it doesn't matter. Right now, this moment is already past tense. So focus on where you desire to go instead. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So Jasmine, I want to honor you for your openness, your kindness, your vulnerability, and your courage for our interview today. And more importantly, for the women you've become, for the lives that you've transformed, the dreams that you've helped make come true, and the better world that you are creating and healing through your vision, your leadership, and service to others. So thank you. And thank you for joining us in the Labyrinth today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us in the labyrinth today with our leader, Jasmine Monke. To stay up to date on all the amazing things Jasmine is bringing to the world, you may connect with Jasmine on Instagram at Jasmine Monke Coaching or log on to her official website at jasminemonke.com and be sure to purchase your copy of her best-selling book, Co-Creating Abundance, Attracting Wealth with Ease, available on Amazon. We hope that you are exiting the labyrinth with a richness of perspective, a lightness of spirit, and an intention to take action. Our reality is a reflection of our choices. If we take care of the work, 
The work will take care of us. Awaken the leader within and remember to ignite your light.